Business of Architecture, episode 208. Hello, I'm Enoch Sears, and this is the podcast for architects, where you'll discover tips, strategies, and secrets for running a profitable and impactful architecture practice. I'd like to invite you to discover how to double your architecture firm income and create your dream practice of freedom and impact by downloading my free four-part architecture firm profit map. As a podcast listener, you can get instant access by going to freearchitectgift.com. Today's podcast is sponsored by AIA Advantage partner BQE Software, the makers of ArchiOffice. ArchiOffice is the only office and project management software designed specifically for architects. It helps you manage people and projects while you focus on designing great architecture. So whether you're working remotely or on-site, ArchiOffice allows you to monitor the status of your projects and tasks and send out invoices in an accurate and timely manner. Get your fully functional 15-day trial of ArchiOffice by going to businessofarchitecture.com forward slash demo. All right, and in addition to that little public service announcement, I just wanted to mention that BQE Software has come out with a new software application that they've been working on, according to Shafat Kazi, who I talked to recently, and Iklak Bat over there at BQE Software told me that they have re-completely from the ground up rebuilt their billing project and office management software and given it a new name, new brand. It's called BQE Core and it replaces all of their other products, including ArchiOffice. If you want to get a walkthrough of this new software that I haven't even had a chance to look at it yet because it literally launched in the last couple of weeks. I hear it's incredible. You can go to bqe.com forward slash walkthrough and that is spelled W-A-L-K-T-H-R-U, bqe.com forward slash walkthrough and you can get a guided tour of BQE Core. So if you like money, if you like being able to know where your money's going and what's happening in your practice, definitely go check that out. It's a completely cloud-based application. They've totally redesigned the user interface. So if you've tried or looked at ArchiOffice before and it just wasn't your cup of tea, go check it out because this is going to be amazing. So in addition to that, I've been, uh, look, I just want to give you a heads up of my traveling and speaking schedule for the next couple of months because uh, I would love to meet you in person, right? So look, in at the end of this month, right now it's August 2017, and I'm going to be in San Diego uh, for the next basically month. I'm going to be running a one-day workshop. Hopefully, you're getting my emails. If you're not, go to businessofarchitecture.com, sign up for the Business of Architecture email list so you get my notification about when I'm running that marketing workshop. I'm going to restrict it to maybe eight firms, maybe five to eight firms max. It's going to be a very intimate environment. We're going to sit down there in San Diego. We're going to take a look at where you want to get to in your business. What is holding you back in terms of your marketing right now? Are you not getting the kind of products? Do you want to up-level the kind of products you're working on? That's what we're doing in beautiful, sunny San Diego. Now, if you're anywhere near Texas, and I know Texas is a huge state. I used to live in Houston. At the end of August, the Texas Society of Architects is holding the Texas Prosperity Conference, and this is the second year. Now, I think this is absolutely fantastic. 
fantastic that an organization like the AI, because the AI is putting this on, is putting on something around growing and running a better business in the architecture industry. I mean, that is absolutely fantastic. So I've been actually asked to speak at that event. I'm going to be speaking there. It's in Waco, Texas. In Texas, they like to spread out their conferences from the different cities. So we're going to Waco. So that'll be at the end of August, August 24th and the 25th, the Texas Prosperity Conference. I would love to see you there. If you end up attending that event and you see me there, please come up, introduce yourself because I want to get to know you and who you are, what you're doing. In addition to that, like I said, the BQ, uh, the BQE is also holding a conference. And I don't think I mentioned this yet, but they're holding a, a what they call their success or their succeed conference at the end of October of this year, 2017. Uh, Steve Burns, of BQE Software, he's asked me to speak at that event. So I'm going to be sharing some very cool marketing strategies and tactics you can use to uh, to raise the level of your firm. Look, that's going to be in Las Vegas at the Aria, October 30th and 31st. Would love to see you there. So without further ado, let's get into the content for today. First of all, I want to let you know that I am changing a little bit the format of the way I run these podcasts. I've had some audio issues over the past couple of episodes, and I am really want to take this podcast to the next level. We're going to bring, be bringing on some amazing, incredible guests. I want to thank you for taking time out of your day or your week or whenever you're listening to this to listen to and support the Business of Architecture podcast. This podcast has been going strong for over two years now. It is near and dear to my heart, and I'm committed to make it one of the best sources of personal growth information to help you grow and succeed in the industry of architecture, especially if you're a firm owner, if you want to run your own firm. So having said that, I want to give a big shout out to some people who have left some iTunes reviews. Uh, But before I do that, I want to give you a little sneak peek of what we're going to be talking about today. So, but before I do that, (laughs) I want to let you know that this is live. This is raw. I'm not going to go back and edit this. So if you hear me stammering or going back and forth a little bit is because I'm literally just turned on the mic and I'm just saying kind of what comes to mind, what I think you need to hear. All right. So having said that, Today, we're going to talk about unlocking your dormant potential, and this is going to be not an interview, but this is going to be me sharing some of my experiences that I've had at the recent event I went to out in New York, is actually in Newark, New Jersey, right next to Manhattan, where I went to Tony Robbins' seminar, Unleash the Power Within. So every now and then, I'm going to sprinkle in these little episodes where it's just me sharing some valuable things that I've learned in my life, some mistakes I've made that can help you grow and help you increase your income, help you increase your fulfillment and satisfaction in life. So this is going to be a little bit of a different episode. No interview here. I hope you like it. We're going to talk about how to unlock your dormant potential because I really feel that every single one of us, I know for a fact that within you is a treasure trove of unlocked potential. You've come far, but there's much more that you can do. And that's what this podcast, that's what I aim to inspire you to do is to unlock that extra potential that you're sitting on. Now, I'm going to talk about how I did that uh, at the Tony Robbins conference or the technology that he teaches to help people do that. If you don't know who Tony Robbins is, go check out. There's a Netflix on, on, um, I'm sorry, there's a Netflix documentary. It's called I'm Not Your Guru. I'm Not Your Guru. It's on Netflix. It's about a little bit over an hour. Uh, That'll give you everything you need to know about Tony Robbins. And I'm going to leave it at that because I don't have enough time to explain who he is or what he does. But let's just say he is a personal development speaker for people who are looking to take their success and their performance to the next level. 
All right, so before we get into exactly some of my takeaways from that event, I want to take a look at our, our iTunes reviews here because some of you have been kind enough to leave some awesome iTunes reviews. And if you do leave me a review, I will read it out here on the air. I want to make sure that I reward those people who are, you know, taking the time to really give back because I try to put my heart and soul into this podcast. And when you leave a review, it really just makes my day, right? So what I'm going to do is when you leave me a review, I will go ahead and read your name out over here. You'll become famous. Look, the thousands of business of architecture faithful from around the world will hear your name live or actually your handle live on the air. I think that's a pretty cool thing. Right, so you that's, can be a master. Don't wait for luck. Dedicate yourself, and you go find yourself. The Hall of Fame. I don't know if the Business of Architecture podcast is the Hall of Fame, but the world will know your name when you leave a review on iTunes. So I'm sure you to do that. All right, so I want to give a big shout out to Scott of Seminole Studios. Scott says, five-star review. This is a great podcast for emerging and experienced architects alike. Enoch is making architecture better for everyone. Get with the program, download the podcast, and stop working for free. You will thrive. Scott, thank you so much for that amazing testimonial. Uh, I really, really appreciate that. That's what gets me out of bed every day is hearing things like that. Another one from Andy Jessup here. He says, episode 154 is one of the best five stars. These podcasts have been very valuable in helping my partner and me develop our practice. The interview with Al Rubling was especially so and prompted me to come on here and do this interview. Well, I'll be sure to let Al Rubling know. Thank you, Andy, for leaving that review. Really, really appreciate that. All right. So now let's talk about how to unlock your dormant potential. My wife, Carly, and I, we went out, this is about two weeks ago, we flew out to New York for Tony Robbins' event. Uh, it's called Unleash the Power Within. It's a four-day seminar that goes literally from 7 o'clock in the morning to 1 or 2 a.m. at night. Now, I know that sounds absolutely ridiculous, and it is pretty ridiculous that I even stayed up that long, but it is an intense seminar, and what it is is immersion. So there's power in immersion. If you think about when you were able to learn something really quickly, like say, for instance, the first time you jumped into architecture, first architecture job, being able to sit down and you probably remember just being overwhelmed by the details, where files are supposed to be saved, what kind of standards you're supposed to do. I mean, it was just a little bit overwhelmed, but you learned quickly because you were focused on it and you were immersed in it, right? Compare that to someone who decides to pick up architecture, but they're only working a couple hours a day, right? It would take you years to gain proficiency. So the purpose of going to these seminars, why I enjoy going to seminars and workshops is because it allows me to immerse myself in a learning environment and make just some dramatic breakthroughs in a couple of days, as opposed to trying to spread out that growth over weeks, months, or even years. And, you know, on that subject, this is why me with my partners, Richard Petrie, Eric Bobber, this is why we hold workshops. This is why we hold the Architect Business Development Summit every every year. We just had it uh, last month in New York City, and we had over 60 architects from around the world there having breakthroughs about how to increase their income, how to increase their impact through smart marketing strategies. So there's my little commercial plug for the Architect Business Development Summit. Hopefully you're able to attend with me next year. 
But let's get back to my experience and how you can unlock your dormant potential. So imagine this, that all of us have within us some dormant potential that we're sitting on that we have yet to unlock. So if you think about the fact when you were a child, when you were a toddler in your childhood, you were learning to walk, you were learning to talk. Think about how far you've come from that time period. Think about the experiences that you have, the wisdom, the mistakes you've made, uh, the good things that you've been able to do, the love, the joy you've been able to have. All of those things were hidden within you like a little tiny seed at that time. So the key is how can you unlock more of that hidden potential and grow to the next level in your life? Well, Tony Robbins talks about during this event, he talked about something called the ultimate success formula. It's pretty simple. Here's the, this is what he calls, here it is, the ultimate success formula. There's five steps to achieve anything you want in your life. All right. The first step, and I'm going to talk about these one by one. The first step is know your outcome. Number two, know your reasons why. Number three, take massive action. Number four, know what you're getting. And number five, take change your approach. So you're going to rinse and repeat that. All right. So let's talk about number one, know your outcome. One of the problems that we have when we try to achieve a goal, when we try to increase our income, when we try to win better products, when we try to have more free time is that we never really define what our goal is. And Tony in his seminar told a story that he talks about when he explains this principle. He says he was in, I think it was in Boston and it was years and years ago. It was late, late after a seminar he had gotten done. It was probably just the middle of the night and he was walking in downtown Boston near Thaniel Hall or something like that. And he said, as he was going down the street, he looked ahead and he saw a man approaching him who was kind of staggering from side to side on the sidewalk. And so as Tony got closer, he said, you know, I was thinking, okay, it'll be interesting to see what happens when I uh, when I meet this guy because obviously he's inebriated, he's drunk. Let's let's kind of see what this interaction. So as the guy approached Tony, he kind of kind of looked up slowly at him because Tony's six foot seven. He's like a giant, right? So he looks up at Tony, and he says, kind of mumbles, "Excuse me, sir. You know, do you have any spare change? Do you, do you have any money?" And Tony says, uh, "You know, in, in his head, he's thinking, okay, well." You know, I don't really like to give to panhandlers, but I've I've made the promise that when someone's in need, I will I will try to help them the best I can. So he said, "Let me see if I can turn this into a teaching moment." And so he asked him. He said, "How much money? Uh, how much? How much do you want?" And the guy kind of looked at him for a second, and he said, "I I don't know, some spare change, a quarter." And uh, and so Tony looks at him and says. Okay, a quarter is, is that all you want? And the guy says, "Yeah, that's it." Okay, so Tony reaches into his pocket and he pulls out his billfold. And the way he tells the story, uh, very early on in his career, when he was being mentored by another business consultant and uh, personal development speaker, Jim Rohn, Jim told him that to to wire yourself for abundance, that he should always carry several hundred dollar bills in his pocket on the outside of his money clip so that even if he was flat broke, he would, whenever he reached in his pocket and pulled it out for some money, he would see those hundred dollar bills and he would have a feeling of abundance and remember that wealth flows to you. Okay. So Tony pulls it out of his pocket and he kind of flips past these hundred dollar bills, <laughs> flips past the $1 bill. And I guess he gets some, some change that's kind of caught in the nooks and crannies there. And he gives the guy the quarter. The guy holds onto the quarter and he looks down at, at Tony's hundred dollar bills and he looks back up at Tony and he looks back down again. And then he looks back up 
And as he's starting to shuffle away, Tony says to him, he says, life gives you what you ask of it. Life gives you what you ask of it. All right, so let's go back to number one, know your outcome, right? A lot of, a lot of people, you know, when you're setting a goal, people say, I just want more money, but they don't specify how much money. They don't specify a specific amount, then they don't work backwards to figure out exactly what do they need to do in the next 90 days to get closer to that goal? What actions do they need to take in the next week on a weekly basis to be able to get closer to that goal so that in 12 months, they can have that outcome? So that's number one of the ultimate success formula is knowing your outcome. Number two is knowing your reasons why. One of the reasons why a lot of people never really fulfill their Uh, their, Their goals, they let them fall by the wayside is they don't have a compelling reason why something needs to happen. It needs to be so powerful. It needs to be a must. So not only do you need to have the outcome, you can't just say, okay, I'm, I'm going to earn next year. I want to earn you know, $200,000 as my income. You need to have a compelling reason why. Simon Sinek talks about this in his talk, uh, Start With Why. Go check it out. It's on YouTube. But a compelling reason why is what allows you to take that massive action. That is step number three, which is getting out there and taking massive action. Now, number four is knowing what you're getting. So you have to measure your approach. You have to measure the results you're getting. So in your firm, if you want to get more profit, more income, more vacation time, you have. that's why you need a, a software like uh, BQE Core or QuickBooks or simply go through the profit first formula and you can figure out exactly how much you're making, how much money you have to spend. You need to be measuring these things. And if you're not, if the actions you're taking are not getting you closer to your goal, they need to follow step number five, which is changing your approach. So you continue to change your approach until you hit upon the desired result, right? So if you think about Thomas Edison, I don't know how many times he tried to invent the light bulb. Hundreds, thousands, his shop burned down. He kept on trying, kept on changing his approach until bingo, it happened. So if you think about your life, anything that you've been able to accomplish in your life, it's been because you've been able to see what was happening. It's either getting you closer to a result or it's not getting you closer. It's taking you farther away. And then changing your approach to be able to bring yourself closer to that result. All right. So the reason I wanted to dive into and lay the groundwork for the ultimate success formula is because I needed to explain that to then go into how to unlock your dormant, your hidden potential that you're not using and take your success to a whole nother level. Because here's here's the truth. When you're at step number three, which is taking massive action, you can only take action if you know what to do. So there's a couple reasons why the ultimate success formula breaks down or like people aren't able to get the result they want. Number one, it could be just because they don't know how to do it. They don't know the specific tasks or steps they need to do to get there. Okay. If they know the strategy, if they know the tactics, they know what they need to do and they're not actually doing it, then what that means is there's some internal conflict happening that's keeping that person from achieving that goal. So if you think about someone who wants to lose some weight, they know that they need to eat healthier. They know they need to go to the gym a certain amount of time every week. And yet they don't do it because there's some internal conflict. Maybe it's because they see working out as being too painful. They know when they go, they're going to sweat. It's going to hurt. They're going to have to give up some time to go to the gym and they don't like that. So what's happening is part of your brain is saying, ouch, working out equals pain. I'd rather sit here in my room and maybe eat some ice cream. 
Whereas your brain in the long term knows that you're going to be healthier, you're going to be happier if you work out. In the short term, your body's telling you, ah, don't do that, right? So that's what I mean by having this internal conflict. So one of the big focuses of the event that I went to with my wife, Carly, is overcoming limiting beliefs, things that are stopping you from achieving a greater level of success, this internal conflict, right? So a lot of times this internal conflict is caused by these limiting beliefs. We want to achieve something, but because our beliefs are not aligned with the actions, they're not correct for the kind of actions we would need to take to achieve that thing in our life, it holds us back. Let me give you an example. Years ago when I was still an architect, oh shoot, back when I was in architecture school, right? I went to Cornell University and I had this core belief that I was at school to learn architecture so I could get out and change the world. That's great. That's fantastic. That's still my goal is to make a huge impact and change the world. But here's one of the limiting beliefs I had. I believed that earning a lot of money was evil. Okay, I thought it was a bad thing to earn a lot of money. And so that's why I decided to go into architecture. <laughs> I knew that wouldn't be a problem. <laughs> I'm just just kidding, just kidding. No, you can make you can make as much money as your heart could desire in the in the profession of architecture, right? But think about what that belief did. If I believe that making money is morally or ethically wrong. If I believe that when I make a lot of money, someone else loses money, how is that worldview going to affect my actions? How is that going to affect what I charge my clients? You know, how is that going to affect saving for tomorrow? How is that going to affect my drive to be able to, you know, ability to invest in my business? Right, So it's like trying to drive around with the parking brake on. If you're trying to increase your income, but you believe that you know rich people are all crooks, well, that's a limiting belief that's going to hold you back. So that's the importance of overcoming your limiting beliefs because only when you reshape those beliefs are you able to move forward. And having the flip side of limiting beliefs are empowering beliefs. Beliefs that tell you that you can do something, that it's within your grasp, that anything is possible. And so at this event I went to, I, you know, I took down, wrote down, there's some some time there where where you have a time to write down and do some introspection. I wrote down some of my limiting beliefs that I want to overcome. And then after you overcome those limiting beliefs, you need to then replace them with an empowering belief. You can't just get rid of the limiting belief. You need to replace it with the empowering belief. So think for a second right now about something that you want in your life that you're not, you feel kind of trapped, like you haven't been able to to achieve it. Maybe you want to increase your income. That's a big one for a lot of people. I just want to make more money. Maybe you want to get healthier. You want to get more fit. Maybe you want to improve your relationships. What is it that's keeping you from achieving that thing? Just think about the answer to that right now. What is it that's keeping you from achieving that goal in your life, from getting closer and closer to that thing. Now, you know, I talk with architects every single week and I hear a lot of the same obstacles because I talk with them about increasing their income and about increasing their freedom. And a lot of times they'll say something like, I don't have the money. Uh, There's not enough projects in my area. I don't have the portfolio. I can't charge fees that are that high. So what are these? All of these are just beliefs. These are just goggles that these people are wearing. So we all wear goggles. I'm not saying they're right or wrong. I'm just saying you should be conscious about the beliefs that you hold and you should figure out whether they serve you. And if they don't serve you, you should see about flipping them around. 
So how do you flip them around? Well, first of all, you have to recognize them. One way to recognize them is to look at what you want and think about what are the obstacles that are keeping me from getting that thing. So let me just give you an example. Say that there's an architect who wants to grow his firm and he knows that an important part of growing his firm is investing in uh, marketing, for instance, maybe getting a business coach or getting a, a marketing coach. But he says, you know what? I... I can't afford it because I don't have the money. Maybe it's a $1,000 investment to do this thing that will grow his business, $1,000 a month or something, right? So if you just look at it that way and say, okay, I can't, you know, I don't have the money, what would be an empowering belief that you could then switch to that would empower you to grow your business and get closer to your goal, right? What if instead of believing I don't have the money, we believed instead, you, you kind of rewired your brain to believe that you can make the money, right? So it's one thing to say, I can't, I don't have the money. It's another thing to say, you know what? I'm going to find out how to get the money. So that's one way to flip around that limiting belief. All right, so here's one of the limiting beliefs that I had and then I wrote down during this event. Uh, it was my, my top limiting belief that I wrote down and chose to focus on was that success being successful or having having my financial result, let's put it this way, getting my financial result, so I want to I wanna bring more abundance, more income into my life, getting where I want to be financially means pain, it means I'm not going to get enough sleep, it means I'm going to have to work long hours, it means I'm going to have to neglect my family. So I took a look at that, that belief that trying to up-level my income past where it's at right now, trying to bring in more financial abundance to my life was going to be, I mean, I was going to be tired all the time. I wasn't going to be able to take care of my body. I wasn't going to be able to take care of my family. And all those things are extremely important to me. Now, I realized that that is like driving around once again with the emergency brake on. So I thought, okay, how can I flip that around and come up with an empowering belief? Because is that really true? Is it true, you know, that I need to sacrifice my family, my health, and my sleep, my body to have financial success? Are there people in the world that have made millions, uh, even billions of dollars, um, you know, without having to sacrifice those things? I don't know if there are because I don't know those people personally. But what I do know, I do know people that have far more financial wealth than I have uh, that have not sacrificed those things. And I do know that the amount of wealth you bring into your life is not tied to the number of hours you have in the day. So you can be doing different tasks. Some tasks will reward you very highly. Other tasks won't reward you at all, right? So it's a matter of, so I, I realized that that is a false belief, right? I said, okay, cool. So what can I, what can I, what belief can I uh, put in the place of that false belief to, that will get me closer to my goal? How about this? There are infinite ways to get my financial result without neglecting my family or health. Let's, let's flip that into a positive belief. So what if I change that around and I said, there are infinite ways to get my financial result while also maintaining intimate, fulfilling relationships and vivacious health, right? So that is a new belief that I'm going to install. So what I'm doing is I'm reading this every single day. I'm taking a look at this new belief and I'm instilling it into my subconscious just by reminding myself that this is what's true and not the old belief that I had that was false right? So how can you unlock some of your dormant potential? Take a look at the limiting beliefs that you have in your life. I don't know what they are. Write them down. Take a look at how you can flip those around. And there's a book that I'm going to recommend that's very, uh, 
one of my favorite books that will help you go through this process. And it's called Loving What Is by Byron Katie. Loving What Is. Uh, Byron Katie was years ago, was in a very, very dark place. Uh, this lady, uh, she's the author of the book. She was uh, depressed. She felt like committing suicide. She was on drugs, just in a very, very dark place. And she had this revelation. She discovered these three or four questions. When you ask them to yourself, it reveals the true answer of what is in you uh, regarding your relationships and how you can move to the next level. So check out that book. It'll take you through the process of being able to instill new empowering beliefs in yourself. I want to know what you think about that. What are your limiting beliefs? Head on over to the Business of Architecture Facebook group. Talk about the beliefs that you feel are holding you back in your life. Let's come. Let's put our arms around each other. Let's help you break through those barriers, help you rewire those beliefs for ultimate success. Because look, what separates me from someone like, uh, you know, Martin Luther King, um, you know, Richard Branson, Bill Gates, people that either have, you know, big impact, people that have a lot of financial success, or just having someone that has amazing intimate relationships with family and friends, right? Well, the there is no difference really. What it is is that those people have a different set of beliefs that have determined the choices they've made and how they have applied the ultimate success formula, right? So, let me know what you think. What are the limiting beliefs you have? I'll tell you more if you're interested to know more about this four-day crazy conference that I went to. Oh, I didn't even mention I walked on fire. Yeah, believe it or not, <laughs> like that's retarded. <laughs> at the end of day one at this Tony Robbins event, you've been there for you've been there for twelve hours, you know, and you have the opportunity to walk on hot coals. Now these coals are like sixteen hundred degrees. And what's the purpose of walking on hot coals? Well, throughout the day, you have learned some techniques for dealing with fear, for being able to conquer, not not to conquer maybe, but control and use your emotions to benefit you. And so walking on the hot coals is just an opportunity to practice that because let me tell you it's it's pretty terrifying. Uh, there were fourteen thousand people at this event. And just imagine 14,000 people shouting. Some people describe these uh, this event as like a rock concert. It's very, very high energy. And with 14,000 people, I mean, it just multiplies the energy by 14,000. So I think about half of the people, about 7,000 people walked on the hot coals. I was one of them. My wife decided not to. I didn't really feel a need to, but I figured, hey, if I'm going to spend some money and fly out to New York, I'm going to walk on the coals whatever, right? So during the last hour of that day one, you know, Tony is talking about how the technique you need to use as you walk across these coals. And he talks to you about how you need to prepare your mind, how you need to prepare your body to walk confidently across the coals. Because if you don't walk confidently, if you hesitate, uh, then pain is about to ensue, right? And he says, look, if you're going to be worried about a couple blisters, do not do it because a certain small percentage of the people will get uncomfortable redness or blisters on their feet because these are these are hot coals. But most of the people can walk across no problem, right? So I'm lining up. 7,000 people are out there in the parking lot behind the Prudential Center where the New York, uh, no, sorry, the New Jersey uh, Devils play. And I'm about to walk across the coals. I see the lady in front of me. She walks across the coals about 10 feet. 
She walks across these red hot coals and I'm just like, wow, that is incredible. I'm about to walk across when one of these staff members who's there, and now there's 50 of these lines, there's 50 of these fire pits lined up, okay? And I'm in one of them. And the staff member, he jumps out in front of me and he puts his arms up and he stops me. He's like, hold on, hold on. And then behind me, I see a couple more of the staff people who are loading red, more red hot coals onto the, onto the pit. I'm like, you gotta be kidding me. I thought I was gonna get a walk on coals that have been cooled off. No, they load on fresh coals and the guy moves out and he's, all right, go. And so I do my little power move and I walk across the coals and I make it to the other side. And on the other side, they have these hoses where they'll wash your feet off to make sure there's no coals stuck between your toes. Um, I did... Walking across there, I did get a little bit of a blister on my right foot, but I made it across. I mean, that hurt, no doubt about it. But I mean, come on, why couldn't you have let me walk off, <laughs> walk across it before they filled it up? So when when I saw them put those those red coals on there, uh, I was confident before that. But when I saw those, I mean, my confidence just totally disappeared. So it gave me the opportunity to conquer that fear. And so that's what that exercise is about. It's about being able to do something that you're scared of, whether it's, you know, you can apply that future, uh, that, that skill in your life in future circumstances, like say, for instance, speaking in front of someone, maybe meeting on a big project, maybe doing something where you feel like there's a lot at stake, being able to have that skill to be able to conquer the fear, conquer the nerves during those high stake moments in our lives is sort of what that exercise was about. So there's a little bit of a divergence. That's that's what I did. It was an incredible event. Look, the resources that I mentioned today in today's episode of the Business of Architecture podcast, granted, which has been a little bit different, are number one, uh, the the documentary about Tony Robbins, I'm Not Your Guru on Netflix. It's going to be worth an hour, a little bit more than an hour. I actually cried during it. It's very emotional. You get to see how he's able to help people overcome some big, really devastating things that have happened to them in their lives. In addition, I also recommended the book by Byron Katie. It's called Loving What Is. Uh, go check out that book. Uh, it's very interesting. Her and Tony Robbins have a very similar, you know, they teach similar things, but in very different ways. And uh, that's a book that I really enjoy. Now, if you like to listen, because you're listening to a podcast, you may not have enough time. You may not be a big reader. Go over to audible.com. Get your, get, get a subscription to Audible. I think it's 20 to 15 bucks a month. And you get to download these audiobooks. I listen to um, loving what is I, I I've read it as well, but I listen to it. So you can get the audiobook, listen to it first, and the author actually reads it herself. It's kind of cool. So go check that out. Let me know what you think. Look, head on over to to wrap up today's episode. Head on over to the Business of Architecture Facebook group or the LinkedIn group. Let me know what you thought about this episode. Let me know what you thought about this new format. I'm trying to experiment here with, you know, delivering some nuggets of value to you. I'm trying to improve the audio quality. And I want your feedback because this podcast is for you. That's all it is for. Look, this started out as my journey to educate myself in the realm of business. And I want to pass these things on to you right? So wherever you are in the world, you can increase your success. You can increase your satisfaction, your sense of fulfillment. And so what allows me to do that better is by you heading over to iTunes, leaving a review. If you don't have an iPhone or you don't use a Mac, you can actually go to iTunes online on your PC. You can sign up for an Apple account and you can leave a review. Just search in the, in the iTunes store, search for Business of Architecture and leave a review. It doesn't have to be a five-star review. If it is, even better. Uh, but just leave a sincere review there. It helps people find this podcast so they can help change your life just like you've had your life impacted by the things that I'm sharing here on the Business of Architecture 
podcast. All right, and just to wrap up this episode, head on over to the Business of Architecture Facebook group or the LinkedIn group. You're gonna have to request access and let me know what are the limiting beliefs that you feel are holding you back. What are the beliefs, the empowering beliefs that you're gonna replace those limiting beliefs with? Head on over to iTunes, let me know what you think about the podcast and I'll see you next time. And that is a wrap. Thank you for listening today. If you're looking for more time, freedom, impact, and income as an architect, get instant access to my free four-part architect profit map by visiting freearchitectgift.com. Today's podcast is sponsored by AIA Advantage partner BQE Software, the makers of ArchiOffice. ArchiOffice is the only office and project management software designed specifically for architects. It helps you manage people and projects while you focus on designing great architecture. So whether you're working remotely or on-site, ArchiOffice allows you to monitor the status of your projects and tasks and send out invoices in an accurate and timely manner. Get your fully functional 15-day trial of ArchiOffice by going to businessofarchitecture.com forward slash demo. The views expressed on the show by my guests do not represent those of the host, and I make no representation, promise, guarantee, pledge, warranty, contract, bond, or commitment except to help you conquer the world.